I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lift off. Why did you do that? I do it. Say, press the button when I say lift off. Otherwise, no. I look stupid. Well, you've clicked start and then press. you said lift off. Peter. Peter. I don't need that on the file. Peter. Lift off. <laughs> Be the wind in these sails, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Watford with another win. West Ham with another loss. And Brendan Rodgers gets one over Steven Gerrard. Away we go! Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Lift it's off. If, uh... <laughs> we've lifted off and we've cleared the tower. I say welcome back as if we've been sat here since Thursday. Yeah. Some of us have, Marcus. We, uh, well, after every um, show, we take a tablet and we just fall asleep for three days. <laughs> yep. That's why we're wasting away. We'll wake up looking like Jose Mourinho. <laughs> well, all I will say is, I, when I got here earlier today, Pete was already here yeah. and yeah. had taken delivery of two boxes of noodles. Mm, so yeah. 
draw whatever conclusions you want out of that. But Pete's living here now. Yeah. I was about to say, oh, was it you ordered them? But obviously it was. I've, 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 opened, I've opened my own Japanese uh, capsule hotel. You're wearing yeah. a Japanese. <laughs> if you want to come down to Highbury, I've got. Uh, and I've you're got genuinely access. wearing your Japa, Japa, Japan, Japan. <laughs> your Japan uh, shirt, despite uh, losing in the Asian Games final. We'll yeah. talk about that a little mm, bit later. Little bit. You know, he's supporting his, uh, his team. Well, yeah. I have yeah. to, this, this, thick and thin. This, this is, is yeah. my own national service. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to wear this for the next two years. Yeah. Did Japan, yeah. do they have national service? I don't no. think they do. No, they no. don't. No, exactly. They're well, not, not allowed to do military markers. They don't yeah. have... For reasons we mm. won't go into. Well, for reasons that are easily uh, <laughs> searchable. Uh, but of course, they don't have noisy neighbours like South no, Korea. No, they don't, no. Yeah. So there we are. They're still quite as close, aren't they? Yeah. Indeed they are. Jim Campbell's here, everybody. Hi. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people, why people annoyed why about you? Why am I getting a specific intro when yeah. the show started? <laughs> you're the, the best one. Because I thought you might say something like that, and you did, and it amused right. me. I hope you're a bit more peppy on Arsenal fan TV at the weekend. Sorry, yeah. Arsenal TV at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Not Arsenal fan TV, give him a bit of credit. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Giving him so many pelters at the start. <laughs> it's not allowed to be called Arsenal fan TV anymore anyway. Yeah. For I'm reasons right. of embarrassment. Yeah. I'm just happy to have Jim back uh, on the Monday show, because of course you, you returned from Edinburgh on the previous show, but this is your first Monday show back. Yeah, nice. I'm aware of this. Yes, exactly. And it's bizarre. And you come back. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a nice roast. Mark is a nice roast. <laughs> but you come back, Jim, of course, to a time which uh, one thought we'd never see the likes of again, certainly not in the near future. Um, an Arsenal win and a Spurs loss. Yeah, mm. I, I kept the faith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all been worth it, hasn't it? It, yeah. has, it has. A wonderful win for Watford. Wasn't it just? And that... John was in the stands. Oh, that first half, though. I've, I don't think I've ever seen such a sunny game. Just a sun in the Ooh, eyes of everyone. It was nice. a scorcher. It was ridiculous. Like wow. the, the match of the day highlights were they're about three minutes for that first half because nothing happened. Yeah. If I if I go to a game at this time of year, I think I might have said this on the show before, but bear with me. If I go to a game this time of year, I cannot relax until I know where I'm going to be sat mm. because it's going to be sunburn central if I'm not yeah. careful. I like flames. a night. I like a night match on a nice summer's day. Yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to see uh, the last time Newcastle were in the championship. Um, you know, I'm sure it'll happen again. <laughs> uh, watching, watching so Fulham, two years ago. Watching uh, Fulham Newcastle. It was just a lovely summer's day. Oh, fantastic! What was the final score? Um, they beat us one 0 I believe. Mm, yeah. uh, one of their right wingers did an amazing trick over Paul Dummett's head. I can't remember. Oh, I remember it. that. Yeah, it was beautiful. And we saw them get a right old battering at one point, didn't we? As well, five yeah. two. But yeah. that was many yeah. years ago. Um, why? Why did going back to this Watford game? Oh, I mean, yeah. it, why did? Pochettino picked just one holding midfield player against such a robust team yeah. and that holding midfield player was Moussa Dembele who apparently has played that role on his own a handful of times and they've lost every time yeah it seemed a strange one he, he looked furious throughout the game perhaps with the sun <laughs> I want to be in China yeah. <laughs> I've promised a pound note in China by now no, I meant Pochettino oh right yeah, um, yeah. who knows what no, that is Pochettino like, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. could have seen him yeah. to be fair that's any footballer these yeah. days isn't yeah. it <laughs> but, but it was it was it was, I was ch chatting to a Spurs supporting friend of mine. He said maybe it must be that Dyer had some sort of injury because hmm. because they played what four with the three in front of the four played even played Dali Ali a lot deeper against Man hmm. United and of course like, Man United had their moments but Spurs won that game easily and so I look back at last season's game Watford v Spurs and it was one all but Spurs had Davis and Sanchez sent off quite early. Um, so it's quite a tough one to judge. But they started with four at the back and Dyer and Dembele in there because I think teams know that Watford are a robust, mm. tough team now. Um, so if, yeah, just, Is that personified in Troy Deeney? Yeah, well, oh, he's, he's, he seems to tell everyone it is, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, it's yeah. interesting this, say, isn't yeah. it? What's, what's the quote that, he, that he, said? he said? We tried to out-football them and made silly mistakes. Obviously talking about Watford's approach to Spurs. Mm. But we can cause people problems. We are big lumps and people don't like it. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think Pereira's probably thinking, wait, speak yeah, for yourself. Yeah. Pereira <laughs> Decore. 
you know, they, you know, Kapua, they all they, they carry the ball very well. They're, they're a good technical. The Corey carried the ball. It was on net. He yeah, did. did. But they're yeah. they're a, they're a, um, a solid and, and robust side as Luke. Yeah, just absolutely. Said. But he makes it sound like this this team yeah, of Deeney, like thugs. That, yeah, but you know, like Deeney's bouncers almost. He's going to be a pundit surely after yeah. football, and it's just going to be stuff like this the whole time. But maybe Spurs thought they could pass it around Kapoo. Maybe, Maybe. but but the thing, what the reason I bring that up, that selection, is because it seems strange to me. And it seemed a little bit arrogant as well, in my opinion. But the other thing was that they 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 weren't able to to play it around Capu, and they weren't able to. They were dominated in the midfield area, and then Pochettino after the game said, "Well, we resorted to long balls." It's like, yeah, you were getting absolutely battered in the midfield. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Well, it's interesting you say that about the way Pochettino lined up and so on, because I. I I know what you mean. He was very angry and he spoke of the reality that Spurs may well have won 3 0 at Old Trafford. Of course they did, but they could have lost the match. You know, Manchester United had their moments, especially in the first half. And he was wary that his players may have relaxed a bit too much after that result. And and he, he was obviously furious of, of what he perceived to be a very lackadaisical performance at Vicarage Road. Now, so you think there's like a bit of an after the Lord match? Well, that's what he yeah. was suggesting, but could that have happened to himself, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I, th- I, think, I, th- I think so. I can't see it, other than if. If Dyer was injured, and I know Wanyama was on the bench, but he's not fully fit, I can't see why he didn't play Dyer alongside them. But well, there may well have been a reason for, for yeah, there must have been. But but he he said, you know, we need to show more respect to this competition and compete much much better. Mm. It's difficult for me to understand. It was very painful. I think it's a good wake up call for everyone. Dini enjoyed his goal, didn't he? Oh yeah, he enjoyed that. Mm. So it's every goal you should enjoy. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's, you know <laughs> the lot... it enjoyed it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of credit must go to to Watford's resilience because you know if you're in a situation like that, even even when you've been on such a good run and you go one nil down against Spurs when it's been a scrappy difficult game, it's so easy to just go, oh, here we go. But they just woke up. Their game management was amazing. It's like, yep. just stuff it all into 10 minutes. <laughs> it caught fire, didn't it? Yeah. The game. Yeah. It really did catch fire. The, the, the reaction of the crowd, including Sir Elton John. And that uh, bloke was... with holding two kids. Yeah. But nearly threw them into the air. That, he oh, was very excitable. Yeah, that he, was when Deeney scored, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he had two, two very young children who both had um, like um, ear protectors on. And he just, he had no way. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't contain himself. They, well, they need one more they protection jump. than that. Yeah. Sounds a bit Do you remember when the Everton fan had one on his arm and threw a punch at someone else? Yeah, that was it. Was like that, but with two babies and no oh, punch. Yeah. A low light of the genre. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and, 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 the, and, the, and the Everton fan, I think I'm right in saying, even came out after it and said, "Well, they, it was their fault because they goaded me into it." Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you expect lesson? me to do? What's a lesson? First and foremost, be a responsible father. Yeah. And from that platform, try to build. Absolutely. Um, but but it was interesting the way Watford. The way it changed round, you know, when they got that equaliser, there was really only going to be one winner. And it was like, you know when you see a, a one of the big sides at home play slightly le- lesser opposition, mm-hmm. and, the, and the lesser opposition, you know, fill the blank there, whoever you fancy, score. Newcastle. And, they, <laughs> and, the, and they've got them going for a bit. But, and and then and then the bigger side eventually come round. They equalise, and the whole crowd go, "Ah, right, yes, of course, mm. we're the big side. Here we go!" And 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 they go for it, and they get the win. It, it was felt Watford. like that, but it was Watford. Yeah. Mm. Are we are we seeing the spirit of that Leicester City side? Possibly. Could we see <laughs> something big this this season? Peter? I'm predicting it now. And Pete told me to say this. Yeah, Watford are going to win every Premier League game this year <laughs> <laughs> and beat Man City's record. I, it, yeah, it's remarkable. Well, it's an interesting point. Because the team spirit and all the rest of it. Had Spurs come here and got a routine win. Against the team, I think they underestimated Watford, who have been in good form, and there can be no doubt mm. about that. And I think any Spurs fan watcher would agree. But I was going to say this in the context of Arsenal, who we'll talk about in a wee while. But for Arsenal, I know they come out of the game with a win um, on on Sunday, but Arsenal never seem to be in control of the game. Like no. you don't, you don't no, see that, right. they, and, and and Spurs generally do. But yeah. I, obviously, in this case, they weren't. So it's a bit of a moot point. But if you look at Liverpool, Man City, usually Spurs. 
Um, they look like... Well, Man United against well, Burnley will it, come it, on to. It can go wrong for them, but they look like they're in control of the game. Arsenal, I, I, don't, I don't think Man United are on week to week. No, I, but I against... think Spurs, Liverpool and Man yeah, okay, City okay, are. Okay. But, but they Arsenal, weren't this time. Yeah, Arsenal, yeah, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and we'll come on to Arsenal, who tend to get into a slugfest. And they were... It's, it, it's going to be very interesting next match, which is Spurs-Liverpool. I know that it, is going It's to a be... bit of an international break for yeah, us, yeah, though, yeah. so they're going to get it out of their system. Yeah. Speaking of, of, of Spurs... Have Sun back. Did you see Michel Vorm get the ball out from a goal kick for a corner? Yeah, that was oh, unbelievable. That was <laughs> the, the son again with an assist, right? It's like Peter Czech. So mm. I'm trying to name like the, the, the best of Peter Czech. Um, <laughs> is, is the sun getting brighter? It might, it might be. In, it, well, certainly in England it did this summer, yeah. didn't it, Jim? Um, but yes, Peter, good news for uh, for Spurs, uh, but not for yourself because South Korea beat uh, Japan in the Asian Games final, so Sun doesn't have to do military well, it's, service. It's good, it's good news for my fantasy league team that he is coming back to Spurs because I hadn't <laughs> realised that the Asian Cup was happening. So I was like, <laughs> crap! Oh, he's been in my team for weeks. I had no idea. I don't yeah. think you're going to be trouble in the lead. Oh, no, I'm really not. Have you have you um, have you subbed out Gareth Bale as well yet? <laughs> <laughs> How's Van Nistelrooy getting on? To? <laughs> Fair play to Son. I mean, obviously, you know, winning the Asian Games is uh, is is a wonderful thing for him and a huge achievement. But yeah. like the stakes, the stakes oh, of yeah. that are so high. What a They're double celebration! On him. Yeah. Like, fair enough. That's a that's a gold medal that means a little bit more, doesn't yeah, absolutely. it? Absolutely. Um, should we move on uh, to West Ham United? Oh dear, they played Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Don't make a cup of tea, West Ham. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Um, Pellegrini looks worried. I don't know if that's his sort of natural look. He always looks worried. Yeah, the, the yeah. talk is apparently he's safe for now. Should we? Be, we I shouldn't mean, have to say that. Games in. I love everyone's calling them pointless West Ham, yeah. and there's this you know stack doing the rounds that they lost their. Um, Opening four fixtures for the first time since 2010 uh, slash 11, and they Not went, that went long down ago. that year. But this is the thing: the, the narrative is already, oh, they went down that year. Can they? Can they overcome? It's like it's four games in. Well, exactly. And this yeah. is the narrative. It happened with Palace when Hodgson came. Yeah. Can they save them? Well, there's 30 odd games left. Yeah. So you hope he can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when Redknapp came in at QPR in about November. Yeah. But if you listen to him talking about it, it's mm. like, oh yeah, I had two games left to yeah, save. Yeah, him. yeah. I turned yeah. up with 15 minutes to go on the final day. Yeah. <laughs> is it fair to say this is their first, their their worst performance this season though? Because they've been why. All right. Do you know what? I in, wouldn't in, say in that bursts. because because they they yeah in patches they were good against Arsenal mm. for a bit. Yeah, I mean both sides had chances. I, I think I think the right team won. Yeah, with Wolves they they did miss some chances beforehand uh, before the goal, of course. What a player to bring off the bench, though, Traore. He's a real tank, isn't he? So fast and strong. The, yeah. The thing with Traore that I've, I've I've seen about in in the past though is that he. He's very, very one note, just very much head down, run fast, and there's not a huge amount of end products. Obviously, that changed in the championship a little bit last season, but he's still quite young. And if he can actually start, you know, putting some end product to mm-hmm. that power and that pace, Wolves have got a hell of a player though, especially off the bench. Yeah, because you know, there's never going to be a fixture where that doesn't cause someone problems in yeah. the last 15 minutes. Well, and, and, that, and yeah. so, and absolutely right, Jim. And so it proved to be there. You know, you bring on a player like that against a side who are a bit. Um, out of sorts later on in the game they're a little bit more tired they're a bit more ponderous and we saw exactly that you know mm. when, when the goal went in and if Traoro with his with his power can just, just power something in which he did then you've got a chance it's a great win for them though it I, really I, I, is but I, West Ham like scr- oh. I think West Ham one of the reasons maybe that we're having this to chat about Pellegrini's job being safe for now and ideally you'd never want to have that conversation if you're Pellegrini or West Ham huh. is because I, it, there is an element of it it seems to be it seems to be scratching around a little bit. But isn't I mean, this the same? I mean, this was like with Billich, if you remember, when their stats were 
their running stats yeah, were really, really similar, low. Isn't it? And Moyes came in and said, well, you know, something like that, we're going to have to make them run a bit more. And even Moyes, yes, he did the job in the sense that he, he kept them safe, but it wasn't as if Moyes took over and then they were playing some nice stuff and he didn't last very but, long but, of but, his own accord. But Wolves play some lovely stuff. Yeah. And so West Ham have gone from playing a 4-4-2 with Noble and Wilshire in the middle, mm-hmm. which is, well, there's no legs, basically. Mm-hmm. As we said before, it's an engine room without an engine in it. And then they've now played, against Wolves, they played a 4-2-3-1 with Wilshire, who was largely anonymous again and got subbed off, and um, Carlos Sanchez, the ex-Villa midfield player, mm-hmm. who's like 32 now, not very mobile. Yeah. And then he, he leaves Noble on the bench, doesn't doesn't use him at all. And Declan Rice, who to me is their best, certainly their most improving defender, mm-hmm. again, he's just not playing. So wow. they, they played through at the Battle of Rice last season and, and under Moyes, and it looked okay for a bit. Yeah. So to me, it already looks like they're scratching around, which is obviously not a good sign at all. No, it isn't. And and with home to a promoted team, well, I know yeah. Wolves are good, but yeah, you've. I mean, Arnautovic is going to get fed up soon, isn't he? Because he's got a little bit of quality. Okay, didn't score in in the game, but you, you do fear for them, and that's that's the thing with West Ham is it's the same old thing now. Yeah. And I know Moyes Moyes managed to squeeze a little bit out of them, but even under Moyes, you know, we remember was it against Burnley when the fans were running on the pitch and all the rest yeah. of it. So so it wasn't like Moyes came in and and clicked his fingers and everything suddenly was hunky dory. It was still they they coughed and spluttered their way to safety last year, and it was probably more the ineptitude of other teams that that ensured their survival. I think you're rare. Um, season, I think last season it was yeah. such a mess down there. It weird. was, it was but, weird, wasn't it? but this just seems to be a continuation. They've made loads of signings. They're, they're, they're trying to throw signings at it, yet that 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 cloud that is hanging over that that ground, that club, has yeah. not lifted in well, the slightest. I think the problem is it's the owners, isn't it? That's the issues that the fan ha- fans had last season. That's how you know they ended up on the pitch uh, at times. They were so frustrated by it. And not you wonder the if it's just uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they were very much very far away from the pitch <laughs> as far own, as possible for their own safety. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just wonder like. Because this running thing has come back again, and you mm. talk about Arnautovic getting frustrated. I mean, even for players that actually think, you know what, this club's a bit of a basket case, and I want to get a move. It's not exactly a great shop window, is it? The whole thing looks chaotic. So, will, will Felipe Anderson be good in the championship? <laughs> Imagine him in the championship. But this is the danger, though, isn't it? Because they've got the stadium. Everybody knows that getting relegated is an absolute disaster for them, and it's a disaster for any club. But it's the pressure is that much higher. If you're, so, if you're, if you're, if you're I know we're already talking about relegation here, but if you're Felipe Anderson and Let's be fair, he's a great player and he's gone to West Ham because he's getting paid a load of money. He's mm. getting paid a whack. Right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's... We see that with the Premier League over and over again, right? Mm. If he wants to move, if West Ham go down this season and he wants to move, he's got to basically be prepared to take a massive pay cut mm. unless another Premier League team but comes in. Not necessarily. Him. Look at Shakiri, for example. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Shakiri's got to move but to a much another Premier League better team. club. Sort of apart from another oh, Premier sorry, League sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, China. You always got the China yeah. option. Oh, have you? <laughs> I don't know. Ask um, Dembele. He thought he had the China option. <laughs> it's been cruelly denied from him. Very cruelly denied. I'll even play in the Asian games. <laughs> if you let me <laughs> come. do military Japan, service. Japan's a new China. Everyone's yeah. gone there now, aren't they? Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Well, Vissel Corby's picked up a couple of uh, oh, pretty decent Oh, Iniesta, of course. Iniesta. Pete Donaldson. Pete Donaldson. Yeah, you can fly in that flag. Occasional loan move for Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Nineties, they were Nagoya. Uh, yes, that's it. Um, all right then. Uh, shall we move on? Uh, I'm sorry, West Ham. Nothing really positive to say. No. Well, they need to start playing better. Yeah, yeah that's it. Too. I'm not sorry because you've got to say what you see. <laughs> Write that on the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. But Wolves. Well, I think it's worth saying with Wolves as well that it's, it seems odd that this is actually their first win because mm. they look so mm. at home and they've been so impressive. Yeah. That's what we said on Thursday. It's all very well to get carried away and stuff, but they haven't actually won a game mm. yet. Now they have now away they from have. home. It's a big, uh, big monkey. Well, one of those points was against Manchester City, of course. Yeah, of one course. was against Everton as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, well done to them mm. and their uh, their wizard-like manager. 
yeah. in appearance. Bit so of a Lawrence Fishburne sort of thing. I think he's got there. a bit of that about him, yeah. Mm. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do enjoy interviews with him just for the visual aspect, mm. to be put quite frank. Um, right, uh, Cardiff, and a, uh, Cardiff and Arsenal. It was a bit of a slugfest. This is what we were alluding to earlier, I mm. think, when you were saying Arsenal don't control games. For me, Arsenal sort of almost... I don't know, unwittingly sort of go, yeah, cool, we'll go toe-to-toe with you and hope that our quality comes comes out on top. And it did. Oh, very much so. And Lacazette's goal and and Aubameyang's goals Mm. personified that. Well, you could say the first one as well. But but th- that doesn't have longevity in terms no. of top four uh, ambition. I mean, Arsenal are so front loaded; it's difficult. It's it's almost like they've got a team, of, like a sort of a team of world class A list actors up front, and like an amateur dramatics group at the back. And so, <laughs> a part of the problem is, is, as it has been for quite a while, is that the midfield's quite jointed, uh, disjointed. So there's not a lot of cover. Like Granite Jack has had a lot of um, criticism for giving the ball oh away quite cheaply. God. But he, he does. He did this at the start of last <laughs> season as Jim. well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play him then. Don't play him at the start of every you just, season. You just remember Reminded me of how bad <laughs> Granite Xhaka was against Cardiff. I completely forgot. Yeah. No, he, I mean, at the start of last season, there were three games, I think possibly in a row, where he gave the ball away and it directly led to a goal. And it's happened again. And it's a, it's a frustrating thing because he is a sort of quite important part of how we move the ball in midfield. But his defensive side is it's just it's lacking very sorely. And Torreira played very well when he came on. I think Torreira shielding Xhaka is is what needs to happen. We've got to see Torreira so, a bit more, haven't we? Yeah, he did. Didn't put a foot wrong when he came on. So you're covering Arsenal games for Arsenal now. Um, yeah, here yeah, and there. Yeah. What? So hopefully, do, do people at Arsenal? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and if not, you're up for more of it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do people? Do people think that? Do, do, do Arsenal fans and, and people at Arsenal actually rate Xhaka? I don't mean the other players. I'm not expecting you to answer that. But do, do, do people around Arsenal actually rate Granite Xhaka? Well, um, I mean, the thing with Xhaka as well is, um, I mean, I would say. You know, everyone that works in the club can see the games as well as anyone else. I mean, he's not the perfect midfielder. Um, by but is it like Urza where everyone but... sort of says, so a lot of Arsenal fans will say, well, yeah, if you don't rate Urza, you just don't know what no, you're talking about. No, it's not no, like okay, that. Okay. No, it's, um, I, I, think <laughs> I, I think I can answer that. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing is... Because okay, I don't think he's very good, so I've got to check. <laughs> I think the thing is, it is a dysfunctional midfield and it has been um, for some time. But what's interesting about this uh, and I'm actually trying to remind myself to sort of enjoy this a bit, is that it is going to be a little bit of a roller coaster while Emery works out what his best team is and yeah. what his best midfield is as well. Because Guendouzi's played very well, so I think he's putting down that marker, well, if you stay, if you play well, and you're going to stay in the team. Mm. Uh, and obviously, Xhaka has more experience than Guendouzi, so I think the obvious, um, the obvious line-up next time would be Xhaka and, and Torreira starting from the beginning to see how they line up. Because I think, you know, if you can actually shield um, Xhaka from having to do the more defensive side of, of the game, then, you know, he's, he is a very good player in terms of moving the ball around as I say and sort of keeping it ticking over a little bit more but um, Grindosi, um has a bit too much to do on his own in that yeah. sense whereas well, I think Torreira just looks he's absolutely he's only 19 years old yeah and he came from Lorient as well so he was a League 2 side I believe mm. so you know it's a League real step up yeah and um, so yeah he um, Torreira as I say he I was so impressed with him. I've been impressed with him every time I've seen him because he moves the ball forward in a really, really progressive way where, you know, quite often Arsenal try and pass around teams and we've mm. had this whole thing of like, you know, walking the ball into the net. He will go at someone. He'll put a, he'll put a ball right at a defender yeah. with, a, with a Lacazette or whoever running onto it and ask a question of a defence. And We've yeah. lacked that and I really enjoy that. Well, with Arsenal's midfield, we've talked about it so many times over the years as, as so many others have about it being soft and it being a bit this, that and the other. When you hear that they've signed a Uruguayan defensive midfielder, yeah, you go, yes, absolutely. a round <laughs> peg in a round hole. There was a point where he he got fouled and didn't even seem to notice. He yeah. just got yeah. up and I assumed it wouldn't be a free kick, but we got one. Did you enjoy uh, Mustafi doing what appeared, and he may get in trouble for this, uh, appeared to be the old uh, double-headed eagle celebration oh, like Jacker and uh, really? Shakiri did at the World Cup? No, I didn't okay. notice him do that. Um, yeah. 
I think I think Arsenal have got problems still, and I think you're right. Emery's got to be given patience. I think the, the central midfield issue is 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 an interesting one because he clearly doesn't want to chuck in Guendouzi and Torreira together on their own just yet. But I I I, I diverge from Jim a little bit, where I just, I just don't see what Xhaka does well. I, I can't see any consistency performance in any area of the game other than the fact that he mm. can break up a counter attack by fouling someone, and he can occasionally score a goal. It's from worth Mars noting he, he set up the first goal. Fine, no, fair enough. That's fair enough. I, I just think, generally speaking, his consistency performance is not is not enough. It's not good enough. He's, yeah, it's certainly an improvable position. Uh, yeah, I would you, say. you say he set up the goal and uh, one of the goals, and I understand that. But he's, he's not like a guy who posts massive assist figures, and he's not. He doesn't feel to me like a natural defensive midfield player. No. So it's hard to know what he, he does well. I don't think he's ever been that. That's one of the interesting things about him. He's, he's sort of seen as a kind of deep lying playmaker, but, but I mean, he's not a Modric, though, is he? No, if he, if, I mean, if, if he's your Modric, you've got problems. I know what you mean. He's, he's he's a tricky one. He'd probably work better in a kind of a, a, a maybe like a like a sort of a Jurgen Klopp style midfield in the sense that if you have a pivot or something like that and mm. he's a shuttler yeah. and it's kind of like just be physical just run yeah, around yeah. and break up play and all the rest of it that's not really what he's asked to do in that Arsenal system we're, we're also going to see Marks we're also going to see players who are going to decide or going to find out pretty quickly whether they can play in the Emery regime or not mm. yeah and 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 he will make decisions well, well look at yeah. look at how he's sort of hanging um, uh, Petr Cech out to dry oh, in course. insisting yeah. that he plays these balls that which <laughs> again once again nearly um, n- nearly um, led to a yeah, uh, well, t- in, twice in very quick succession that nearly happened because Petrček is 36 <laughs> years old and has never played this sort of this, yeah. this style of playing out from the back. And it's, Whatever it's he like says, everyone's trying to impress Guardiola, isn't it? It's like every it's, says, yeah. every says, if you if you play well, you'll stay on the team, mm. and if you play badly, you'll stay on the team. <laughs> yeah. It's different, different with the goalkeeper, though. Isn't but it? it's I do, a big I do, statement. But yeah, but everyone do, wants to open their new Christmas present. Get Leno yeah, on. Right. But do you yeah, not think that? Do you not think that the whole of the defense kind of takes their lead from a goalkeeper like that? Certainly takes the ball from him as well. And they're just they're just not getting well, the they, service, they, and they just I wouldn't trust them to do what you know. Peter, uh, they look nervy. He looks nervy. But it's yeah. worth noting as well when Pep Guardiola came in and ruined Claudio Bravo by trying to do the same thing. It it looked weird at first, didn't it? People were going, oh, what's what's he doing? He's overthinking Czech's it. Czech's not the keeper. Oh, he's absolutely not. But I mean, the defense need to get used to it as well. So if Leno does come in, they all they all need to learn how to play this way. So bearing so in so mind, mind people, you've got players to impress at the top of the at the um, most important part of the game. You've got some real class up top. Mm. And you can score goals, but it's just it, I, I if you keep hemorrhaging goals like this, it's just it, it's just you're going to be hiding. No, yeah, this is what I said. I'm trying. I'm going to try and enjoy the sort of roller coaster nature <laughs> of it as best think, I can. Do you not think Emery is basically saying to to Leno, I know young keeper, obviously it's a big step up, Arsenal. Don't you worry, son. I will ensure mm. that they are gagging for you <laughs> <laughs> soon enough. Yeah, but before we go to a break, Peter. Hello. As the man who hates Cardiff City, or not Cardiff City, Neil Warnock's style of play, they got their first goals in the Premier League. They did they, get they, their first they, goals. And, and as, as Warnock himself said, oh, it was a cracking game. It was, it was, which it seems to be the only thing he cares about, which yeah. I sort of love him for. He was it's, pumping it's, his fist when Cardiff yeah. scored. He's loving it. It's yeah. a victory laugh, isn't it? Well, he said that he, he wanted to give the fans something to shout about, and they did. And I thought, true, I mean, a victory, will the, yeah, the, the shouting happy. will carry on a bit longer, of yeah. course, if that's the case. But you get the impression, and I... I don't know. I, I sort of, I sort of respect and enjoy the fact that he's just <laughs> liking the well, fact he's in the Premier League. Speaking of the, of the goalkeepers, as you guys were earlier, did you see Klopp's comments about Allison's mistake? <laughs> yeah, Klopp said, yes. "I'm actually quite pleased about it because it means we got it out of the way." And I was thinking, 
Does he think it's like chicken pot? He's inoculated. It only happens once. He's inoculated it. from it's doing Cruyff turns oh, in the look, penalty area. We won the game. We still won it. So there's no harm done. Yeah. Yeah. Delighted that can never happen That's again. Right. That's well, right. Didn't he also say about his subkeeper that, uh, well, he's got a bit of a lot of money. He's, yeah. he's, he's on a decent wage. <laughs> yeah, but that's about the subkeeper, wasn't it? Yeah, my goodness. All right, Simon Mignolet. Come on, yeah. we'll know his name. Yeah. That's what this is calling the subkeeper. I say Macbeth. You can't say it three times. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten about him. <laughs> the Belgian goalkeeper. Indeed. After the break, we're going to talk about Manchester United. See you in a short while. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Every armchair fan during a game wants to influence decisions by shouting at the TV. Get it in the box. Stop him from crossing it. Get a tackling. Lino! Lino! You've got to fucking see that! Welcome, <laughs> welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Neil Warnock Ramble. Yeah, thank yeah. you to Sam uh, Holland for sending me that uh, audio <laughs> clip. I mean, feel free to uh, send me Pete at the footballramble.com if you want to uh, get him involved. Little audio, audio features. <laughs> the more Neil Warnock explicit, the better. Absolutely. <laughs> well, speaking of emails, Peter. Got some emails. Let's have emails with PTD. Be- because Thanks. genuinely, on Thursday, you could not be bothered to do this. <laughs> Uh, well, the um, Gmail was locked out for whatever reason. I don't know what was going on. Oh, some you shenanigans. Forget, you so, forgot the password what, and you tried yeah. it ten times or whatever. Once when I came into the office computer and loaded up Google Chrome, <laughs> mm. it loaded up the last browsers that were available. Oh, and there was about eight of them open saying, how do I recover a password? Yeah. <laughs> and, and was, well, I know the answer to this, but was that you? Yeah, they're all, they're all derivatives of uh, the word Mitrovic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, hello to, <clears throat> excuse me, Jono. Uh, this week, Pete repeatedly described Cardiff City as violent and dreadful. <laughs> In a Premier League context, can't argue too much with the dreadful bit, as we'll probably have to overachieve to survive this season. But I'd just like to point out that Kennedy of Pete's, Pete's beloved Newcastle committed easily the most violent incident during a Cardiff game. Blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, Cardiff had the seventh best disciplinary record in the championship last season, receiving just one red card. Yes, Cardiff style is direct and uncompromising, but it's hardly violent. Do you know what? 
once you get into the season, the rough and tumble. Yeah. Eight and legs, six legs. Eight legs, six legs. <laughs> Count them. And, your repu- and, and Cardiff City's reputation precedes you. Uh, I think we'll find some more reds on the board. I, I like it when the, when they made a perfectly valid point about Kennedy should have been sent off against Cardiff. You just went blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. Well, so, I admitted. Well, I, I said that on the on the show. It was did. dreadful. Has, should have been some um, uh, out. Should have been out. Have the email section or has the email section just become your vendettas? Yeah. It has listeners. changed since you've been yeah. away. Not in should the slightest. We, we, it's rebranded that way. Yeah, it's rebranded to Pete Donaldson has the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says uh, after Pete's character assassination on Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to clear something up. Uh, she was asked to give a small speech about how Aretha Franklin influenced her career, so she didn't start randomly banging on about her own life. She isn't Luke. Um, so there's a dig for you as well. Uh, well that's out of order. What he's, done there, what he's done there, he knew that you were going to say this, so he's dragged you in and he's yeah. trying to get you to stand next to him. I wasn't him. even listening. What did he say? Uh, well, it, I'm not repeating it. Just repeat uh, it, please. He so. just said he just said uh, she was asked to give a small speech about her Aretha, how Aretha Franklin uh, influenced her career. So she didn't start randomly banging on about her own life. She isn't Luke. Oh, okay. So right. There we go. Um, a little impromptu going for gold, guys, uh, from Chris. Whoa! Uh, Whoa! Uh, it's a short one. Uh, uh, number. No, I'll just go. Does through. it count towards the standings? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, okay, it doesn't. Fine, I'll just okay. run through the clue. Uh, I came to London, made my debut in August 2016. Each week, I, each week I made two appearances. I started every match. I was a fan favourite. I was forced to retire in August 2018 for unknown reasons. Who am I? I am the old Football Ramble theme song. Oh, oh, piss off, Chris. Get over yeah. it, Chris. Get over it, Chris. Yeah. Is that it, Actually, he, hasn't, it. he hasn't retired. He's, he's, he's developed. He's evolved yeah. into a, yeah. from a from a number eight to a number ten, I would yeah. argue. We just put some drums over it. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, actually, just speaking of that, uh, it was actually Ed Seed from the excellent stats who did that for us. There you go. It, it, I love him. I, I love him and I love his output. Um, so if you sh- if you want to you should check him out it's, the mm. band's called Stats S-T-A-T-S mm-hmm. beautiful and there if you want to get in touch with the show it's uh, show at the football it's uh, show at Pete Donaldson has the last <laughs> laugh if Always. you want to Don't take know. on Pete Donaldson <laughs> yeah. got any about NK Slavonia nah, nah on bad. the constant <laughs> <laughs> well, well depends on what the content is NK Slavonia were playing a uh, lower league team in Croatia they were 2-0 down at half time their coach then subbed himself on as a winger oh this is good he scored a hat trick in the second half to win the game three two. Oh, come nice. on, that's you big. That? No, that's what you should be doing. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> Every email section should be like. Feel that. free to do the emails, mate. No, I can't be bothered. No, I can't be bothered. All right. Well, there we are. Let's talk about uh, Manchester United Ooh. winning away against Burley. A needed win for Man United. The, they did a good job in the first half. In the most, what were you worried about? Fixture of the result yeah. of the weekend. Burnley, Look, come on, play the game. All of those poor journalists flocking. To Burnley's ground just to see Josie Mourinho's last match and you couldn't give us that, could you? I particularly enjoyed after the game that Sean Dyche said we've had a difficult time. That was game 10 of our season already. We've only had 16 or 17 players and I've been really pleased with how we've applied ourselves and how we've dealt with it, mm. uh, followed by Joe Hart coming on saying, yeah, we were really tired. <laughs> yeah. We were really tired. Knackered, this game. Yeah. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? Because he said, I know this is a terrible excuse, but we're really, we're really tired. It's like, that is the opposite of the normal Joe Hart, I expect better from myself yeah. kind of thing. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Give, the man's given up. Well, it wasn't it last <laughs> week we were talking about Sean Dyche saying that he feels the media speculation and, and journalists constantly saying to the players, well, it is tough, isn't it? It's demanding that you're going to places like Greece and Turkey and then you have to fly back. And so on. he's like, well, if you can... It sounded like he was saying, well, if you can shut up about that, our players won't realise that they're tired. Oh, yeah. I do remember <laughs> whereas, whereas it's sort of, you know, no matter what a journalist says, running around a lot and, you know. I, I think there's a reasonable chance that Ben Mee will have post-traumatic stress disorder after this game. <laughs> he was absolutely, I mean, I, I want to say roasted, 
because Lukaku got a couple. Yeah. yeah. He was given a torrid time. He saved some face late on, though, didn't he? With a very, very good block to stop Lukaku getting a hat He trick. did, but he should have. I think he should have had a penalty warded against him. What was that? Luke Shaw was it on that? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. It was. It was when um, Lukaku was through. I no, it against no, him. No, sorry. So it wasn't, sorry, that's wrong. It wasn't a penalty. It should have been a red card. He should have been oh, sent off because the handball, yeah, he, yeah, he purposely handballed it outside mm. the area. Lukaku was going to have a goal scoring mm. opportunity. It, as as um, as your friend of mine, Michael Oliver, would have said, <laughs> dogzo, dogzo. Dogzo. <laughs> uh, and he should have gone, but he, he, he wasn't sent off. So, it, all in all, I thought he had a fairly torrid time against, admittedly, a great well, striker with a bit between his And feet. it was good because Lukaku, you know, I know he scored against Brighton, but he's properly up and running now, you would think, mm. because Manchester United have missed his goals. He obviously missed a chance against Spurs off the top mm. of my head and, and so on. But but when Lukaku's in that form, yes, Burnley were there for the taking, you know, the tide and all the rest of it. I understand that. But this is a side, you know, not that much changed from last season. Um, and, and they were pretty, pretty solid, haven't been so far. But Lukaku, that will be... Um, Catalyst for him, do you think? Well, hopefully, but also a lot of Manchester United fans will think, we needed that. Mm. We bloody well needed oh, yeah. that. Phil Barsley's a canny operator, isn't, isn't he? Isn't he just? Is it, I, Marcus Rashford, what he's done there, he's let all Marcuses down because is it always <laughs> nice to have a Marcus in there? Yeah. Not in your face. Although, I, I, I like Jose Mourinho saying that Phil Barsley's been a professional for 20 years yeah. when he's 33. <laughs> so I'd love to know what that would have been mm. like. I'll tell you what. But, but it, Barsley should have walked as well. Well, yeah, this is it. And, and uh, Dyche mm. said after that, but not, you think, Jimmy, should have walked, Absolutely. Shouldn't I just think we need VAR for this sort of thing. <laughs> uh, well, Dyche said afterwards with regards, re, regards to Rashford being sent off, because I made the point last week, um, I forget who it was now, somebody was sent off for what I thought was a head brush a little. Mm. Oh, it was um, Richarlison. Richarlison. Yeah, yeah I, I think Rashford, again, like if the referee just gave him what Rashford did with the, with his head, a yellow card, I'd have no problem with that. And I think Dyche said that as well. He said this sort of thing would have been a yellow card a few years ago and everyone would have got on with it. And I don't yeah. think he's coming across as, what, it was a two-footer waist high. What's the, what's the problem? It's not 1970 stuff we're talking yeah. about here. Mm. For me, that is just... It's a quite robotic <sighs> interpretation of the rule. I think it? so. Yeah. I really do I, think I think so. what I, you could also argue that what Bardsley did before that was actually worse. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. But I think that the was missed, was done, wasn't it? Yeah, the tackle was done and he, and he booted him. Yeah. Um, VAR would have caught that, Jim, wouldn't it? Absolutely. What they should have is like, there's a hundred little cameras on every part of every player's leg. Little drone mm. cams. So, yeah, so you can see whether there's contact uh-huh. or who kicked who and all that kind of stuff. I reckon that worked really well. It'd be yeah. like a... Um, I'm up for that. You know when you scroll through your Facebook feed and you can get those camera shots where you tilt your phone and it looks mm. around like the, the panorama? VR, yeah, yeah, like that. On the, but on every player's leg. Nice. Sorry, Marcus, carry on. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to do me? That's not out loud. Jim, yeah. would you like to give Joe Hart uh, some credit for some good saves and a penalty? Absolutely. absolutely. Well, actually, I've been looking forward to Paul Pogba missing a penalty with that run-up. Um, yeah. to see if he'll keep doing it afterwards. And or I'll grab him soonest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, soonest hates him. <laughs> I don't hate Paul Pogba, but it's like, come on, Paul. This Wait, is, come this on, is why Paul. you're giving ammunition to the soonesters <laughs> of this world. But when, it's great, because when soonest gets a bee in his bonnet, and I quite like... I like, uh, quite like soonest for falling. He, he's, he's, he's a nice fellow as well, but he... He gets really over the top about it. Yeah. And the one he had before Pogba, which we all know, it was, was with Gattuso. Do you remember Gattuso? Yeah. And there was a game he was punditing on when <laughs> Sky Sports had the Champions League. And I think it might have been that game with Spurs when Joe Jordan and Gattuso had a little set too. Oh, right? away in Milan. And, and Suness is obviously friends with Jordan, mm-hmm. I, I, I presume. And Suness was went way over the top and he was going... He's a little dog. He's a little dog of a man. He's a little dog. <laughs> about Gattuso, he? So he did approach him, yeah. But he hates Pogba, doesn't he, Jim? Yeah, he does. Hey, well, that, I mean, he represents flashness, doesn't he, which yeah. Sunis traditionally doesn't like. <laughs> no, he's right, a little yeah. dog of a man. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the vernacular of, of one ex-Rangers man to another, yeah. I'd say. I mean, it might have been a little dog of a player, maybe, but he, he was 
Yeah, he wouldn't say of a man. He was really getting into it, though. Yeah, true enough. Um, let's talk about the banner. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it on the match that they mm. highlight. Could you? You can hear, so, it, you can yeah. hear it buzzing so, around. So you didn't, they didn't show it on the match. Like, maybe they did later on, but at one point when Joe Hart's taking a goal kick, you just hear a... <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, has Jose hired that himself? <laughs> like he's, apparently it's now 2018's great love story Mourinho and Woodward they get on really yeah. well Ed Woodward a specialist in failure but Mourinho leapt to his defence you know in the match I am not looking at the sky unless I'm asking something for the guy to give me some help is he referring to God as the guy he is yeah. the somewhat guy. arrogant isn't it yeah. <laughs> I've got a guy for spiritual needs <laughs> it's God in the mirror it's God in the middle and Richard Keys on one side and <laughs> I right enough, right enough. I don't like and Brian Clough comes in so I think you sat in my seat I, yeah, don't, yeah. Like, I don't like cleaning up after myself and he asks God, can you tidy up? And I'll just get housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> or Rafa Benitez. Or Rafa you live, in a, hotel. You live in a hotel. Yeah. Rafa will be here in a minute. I love how he said, I didn't see planes, but Ed Woodward won this afternoon. He won 2 0. Didn't see, he didn't see planes. What, what a bizarre thing to do. True, nobody saw planes. Jim. Again, a very, <laughs> very <laughs> saw a plane. Very Venga themed thing, isn't it? Oh, I didn't see it. Well, where's this come from? Yeah, yeah. Jim, but if, it, if you're Jose Mourinho, though, and you probably know the plane's going over, <laughs> you've actually, if you think about it rationally, You've actually got to be very careful because if you look up at it, yeah, and they will get caught shot. looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, and if yeah, any yeah, sort of yeah. reaction you give, yeah. people, even if they have to cut it together, they'll do it, yeah. and it will look like he's either laughing at it mm. or Endorsing whatever. You know, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he probably was just keeping eyes at eye level at all times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have worn a hat. Which is hard when Fellaini could be on the field. You know know when they talk behind their hand like that? I reckon he was going to his assistant. Is it gone? (laughs) Get me a visor. (laughs) Get me a a main... Have you got a main... (laughs) Was it Lukaku after the game that said... um, I think it might have been Lukaku who said after the game that Mourinho is a very different character on on the training pitch. He's actually a really, really good guy. And that was put to Mourinho himself and you could see him going, oh, oh, Jesus. They've rumbled Oh, no. Romulo, you'll be in soul for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, um, most people that know me like me apart from you, you knob. That's what he's almost yeah. said, pretty much, apart from the knobbit. Yeah, yeah, just just keeping up the uh, keeping up the facade. Exactly. I knew he couldn't be like that all the time. Not it's really exhausting. exhausting. Yeah, yeah. He sleeps at some point during the day. You think? <laughs> um, all right, then, gentlemen, should we go down to the championship? Just mm. do it, Marcus. You're do in a charge. Newcastle in the in the weekend Rude. where there was the old firm derby. There was the old farm derby, of course. Ipswich drew one all with Norwich. They can't beat them. No, it's, their record it was, is appalling, isn't it? it? Nine and a half years. Rubbish, that match. Yeah, it wasn't very good, was it? it? Which was is a shame because that fixture is a, is a yeah. spicy one. But yeah, Ipswich just cannot beat them. It's uh, it's hilarious uh, if you're not an Ipswich fan, of course. Which most people aren't. No. <laughs> so we're in the majority mm. and we're, we're safe. Uh, nice equaliser for, for Norwich. Mm. It's, uh, every goal in that fixture is electric, isn't it? It's I think, really underrated, actually, the atmosphere I think so. of that game. I think it's, it's an underrated one as well. Um, elsewhere in the Championship, Sheffield United beat Aston Villa 4 1, a fourth straight win. Yeah. God. For Chris, Chris Wilder. They're, they're third level on points with uh, Lampard's derby and only two behind Middlesbrough and Leeds who, of course, uh, drew on the, on the Friday night. The fans were chanting, you don't know what you're doing to Stevie Bruce. We yeah. don't like to see it. I like Chris Wilder. I think he's a good manager. And I, I and Steve Bruce obviously had horrendous problems last season. That Leeds-Middlesbrough game on Friday night was awful. It's a shame, really, because um, the, the two yeah. form sides in the league, of course. Yeah, exactly. Nil-nil and, and, and it'd be almost, you could almost predict it. Um, but... But Aston Villa have got to get their skates on, really, because it's one of those leagues, isn't it, where you get left behind if you're I not. I tell you what, though, was that that was such a demolishing if Sheffield they, yeah. United player. I didn't see the such... game, but did they batter him? Oh, oh my goodness! Like, it, was it four nil after was... fifty minutes or something? Yeah, mm. something like. But that. it no, could have been more. It... I'm not. It, sure. Yeah, they, I think you're right. But they it, blitzed. They the really crap did, out and <laughs> Villa looked just pegged back the whole time, didn't mm. they? They could not get a handle on the game, and were just, you know, they were really just defending for their lives at points. Well, Sheffield United are an interesting side. That they would, they'll see what I suppose what Cardiff did last season in terms of in terms of budget in terms of sort of where the club sits 
uh, the size of the club, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, if you get a Wolves, they've got the money. They yeah. get the players. Up they go. Sheffield United, they finished in the playoff spots, didn't they, last season? Uh, or, or certainly there or thereabouts. That was um, what they were they were hoping for. Forgive me if I've, I've got that uh, wrong. But, but that, you know, they're a club with a little bit of an ambition there, you know, because they could be one of those sides where you think, Sheffield United in the Premier League, really? But then, of course, playing well, on they've that been form, close. they've been close. They've been they? close, but this season, you know, they got some. I got some decent. I think Oliver Nord, very Oliver well. Nord's a really good player. But then, of course, Villa have got loads of good players. Mm. I mean, the problem is they've lost two or three key experienced players, haven't they? Like John Terry's not there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Snodgrass isn't there anymore. Um, well, and, I mean, even those two, you know, you're saying, yeah. Terry so, so I mean, but you shouldn't really be getting pumped like that. But you know, credit to Sheffield United. I think Chris Wilder's. I mean, he's really. I mean, he doesn't need me to say he's done a pretty good job wherever he's been. Really, yeah. Um, so if he can get them up into the Premier League, then then he could. Oh, be that would be that would be enormous. Would be massive. Yeah, for a, as I say, for a club with not a huge amount of investment and not an Aston Villa, where really Aston Villa are a Premier League club in terms yeah. of history and stadium size and, and also that about if, Forest, mate. If you're listening, yeah. if, if Sheffield United fans are listening to this, you can um, go and listen to our latest Ramble meets. Mm. With a Sheffield Wednesday legend, Carlos Carvajal. <laughs> uh, joking aside, it is a fun listen and a really insightful listen to how a working manager in the modern day uh, goes about his business. So Absolutely. do check it out on the uh, on the Ramble feed. Should be down there if you haven't heard it already. Not just for Sheffield Wednesday fans or Sheffield United fans, but for everyone. Anyone who's a fan of chat. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, with a man. <laughs> man Carlos. All right, then. Let's go north of the border. The Scottish Premiership. Uh, Celtic beat Rangers 1-0. Rodgers gets one over Gerrard. Um, Stephen has done a great job, but we were excellent. <laughs> <He's loving> it. <laughs> it was definitely a competitive fixture, which it hasn't been for a little while. Celtic, Celtic were, were the best side yeah. throughout, you know. Yeah, but we, we, were, we were, I mean, three or so months ago, on the show, shows I was doing, people were saying that Celtic are miles ahead and Gerard's mad for taking the job because mm. he's not going to. They're not going to settle for second, and they're miles behind Celtic. Well, actually, that's the first game Gerard has lost as Rangers manager, isn't in, it? In thirteen, yeah. yeah. And so they do look. I, I, I agree with you both in a way. I agree that Celtic were the better team, but I agree with Pete that he's brought it a lot closer than people expected early on. I think the shame for Gerard so far is the late equalisers um, mm. that uh, Rangers have conceded because they are uh, what are they? I think four points. Behind Celtic, you know, who themselves are had their own problems, haven't they? Well, Celtic, you know, are three points off the top. Rangers are seven points adrift. You know, obviously, there's only one team at the top of the league. They, didn't they have a massive result as well at the weekend? Of course, they did. At the Gorgie Boys, <laughs> when they uh, did, <laughs> it's the top of the league. Fault, mate. They beat St Mirren four-one. Four-one. They yeah. the, put the buddies to the sword. Yeah. <laughs> James, uh, what a horrible saying. <laughs> Poor old buddies. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Macbeth, you know that kind of. Idea. <laughs> the, the Rangers, the Rangers play at James. Um, Tavernier. This is, that's how I always said his name when he was at Newcastle. Yes. Yeah. It's changed to Tavernier. T- uh, they, they say it's differently now and it's Ta- annoying. Tavernier. Tavernier. Tavernier, yeah. yeah. yeah Tavernier. Tavernier. It, that's yeah. probably how it's, you probably say it. It's like Danny Tavernier. Invincibile, which is an Italian name, became Danny Invincible, didn't it? Oh, well, this, I like this, that. As it well, should. This, Come this, on. This year, um, Conte. Conte has become Conte. Only this year, though. Conte. Conte. Jembo and Jermaine Genus became Jermaine Genus. Yeah. 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 Mental. Andy yeah. Cole became Andrew Cole. Yeah. That was his Once again, that was his rebrand. Yeah. Yeah, we Frank Lampard Jr. Stop becoming Frank Lampard. But we don't say Abominion, do we? We should do. Yeah. Peter right. Donaldson became Donaldson. Pete Diddley Donny. If you've got an, an, an annoyance about how, particularly on this show, we pronounce footballers' names wrong, show at thefootballramble.com. Well, we, people we will don't not read that. it out. We We've got to that. mention old Alan McGregles, uh, who was brilliant in Gulf of Rangers. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, because you, you've mentioned in, oh, Celtic, the only one, one nil and so on. If it wasn't for old McGregor, <laughs> could have been more than one, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> 
Could have been more than one. Celtic man, eh? Is it interesting that Craig (laughs) Craig Gordon and McGregor are in golf for the old firm teams now? Because they've sort of had a bit of an Indian summer, both of them, haven't they, really? Well, Craig Gordon, though, he's younger than McGregor. Yeah, but he was gone, wasn't he? He was absolutely retired. Sunderland. He was retired, I think, due to injury. Playing for Sunderland and being retired aren't the same. So, no. (laughs) It often seems that way, but actually, it's not. Is it like when I'll probably find out at Fratton Park this year? Yeah, it is a bit, yeah. That's when East Enders characters go up west. Yeah. They go up west. Sometimes they go to Romford for parts. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> is that some sort of garage? Yeah. Uh, well, Romford is a bit like a dystopian garage, yeah. so I suppose that makes sense. It's, it's a okay. euphemism. Got, he's, yeah. Where is he? He's gone to Romford for some parts. Whenever like you Barry, Barry, Barry for a while. Whenever, we like, should say Jim is from Romford, so if anyone yeah. is from that part of Essex, um, you know, send what? your eye to Jim at the foot round. <laughs> send your eye in. <laughs> any old Barry, eye, any Barry old from <laughs> EastEnders always used to take, is it Janine out where they're going out for a little while? Out like Janine would sort of go, oh, can I go to West End? Can I go to West End? And then they'd edit, always end up at the nightclub in the square. Yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. Hey, where are they going out for a while? They've been married. <laughs> Janine ended up killing him. Yeah. yeah. Why did she throw him off a cliff? Start, why are we weird. talking about bloody EastEnders? Yeah. Right, let's go to a break. We're going to crack open the WhatsApp group. All right then. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. The th- preview show will be out on Thursday. You're right. Uh, sponsored by Bet365, of course. And it'll be in your ears then. Now, how did our best better get on, Luke Moore? I come bearing good news. Yes, you oh. do. Um, Southampton fan Lewis went for Liverpool to win and over 2.5 goals, over two and a half goals against Leicester, which happened, of course. Liverpool won 2 1. Alisson did us a solid. Well, I was about to say that that makes the mistake. Uh... Actually, I'm going to stop talking yeah. there. He won uh, and raised £105 for Prostate Cancer UK. He'll be back on Thursday for his next best bet in a quest to get that elusive hat-trick. Good man. If he becomes the first person to get a hat-trick, he gets an ORE, official Order of the Ramble Empire, and Marcus, Jim and Pete travel down to his house personally <laughs> to congratulate him. So look out for that. Yeah. Well, Lewis, I, you need to email show at the with your next best bet. Lewis. Luke, Luke will be already there. I will. <laughs> yeah, I can't you a meal the previous as, night. Yeah. As the Radiohead song goes, Lewis, you do it the smell to yourself, of fear though. is bigger than you think. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Second, if he gets two under his belt, that's when people start to lose their minds. My that's goodness. when the Roddens, I think, from memory, started going down Everton Lane. No, I don't think they... Did they win? I don't think they ever won. No, every they, single, they lost everyone. Yeah. Every single member of the family had a go and they were lost. Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, I, I, don't think they got to, I don't think they got past the first mm. hurdle. Didn't so there get, we are. Didn't get a sniff. All right, then. Mm. Let's uh, have a look at what's been happening on the Ramble WhatsApp group. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, Phil Neville. And hang, on, hang on. Do your jingle. Oh, Gordon. oh you want the jingle? Do Sorry. Jingle. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I, I forgot it's the best part of the show. All right. It's time for the Ramble WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I've not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! There we go. <laughs> I thought you really needed that, did you? Best jingle in podcasting, in my opinion, yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yes, Phil Neville and the Lionesses qualified for the World Cup in France after beating Wales 3 0. A fantastic result that was. Good mm. news yeah. for, for, for everybody concerned with England there. Um, Phil Neville, of course, in an article, I think it was in The Guardian, said he speaks with the players every day over WhatsApp. Well, that's relevant because we're mm. in the WhatsApp yeah. chat here. He said, every single minute of the day, I know what the players are doing. Mm. I know every part of their lives. Ugh. I know about their animals. I know about their <laughs> partners. I know if they go to the cinema, if they have an ice cream, I know about it. I mean, it may it, or may not have been said in that tone. Can I, I, can I just say, it starts off with Phil trying to sound like a proponent of the aggregated marginal gain system. <laughs> yeah, a student of Dave Brailsford yeah. and ends up with him sounding like Jamie Dornan's character in The Fall. <laughs> Um, he's, he a TV like, drama about a man who stalks women and kills them. Yeah, I he mean, sounds like an abusive boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound like WhatsApp to me. That sounds like some sort of like 
Cambridge Analytica style tracking device <laughs> that's fitted into everyone's phone. Well, yeah. old Fizzer knows his onions. Fizzer! And what they're yeah. doing. Absolutely. And their partners. Yeah. And his ice cream. Yeah. And he knows his ice cream. And he sheds. Fizzer, just take a, take a chill pill. Take, take a step Have back. Have a relax. Pill. Mind you, 3 0 results speak for themselves. <laughs> He said, uh, "No, they just, judging on his results, yeah. <laughs> they're so frightened that they're, they're, they're unbeatable. Yeah. And, and, and frightened to lose. iPad. You, every player has to have this iPad, the special iPad from yeah. China. Yeah. They've got to take it got. around with them. All Filnet the time. signing up to Filnet. <laughs> don't Net. put tape over the cameras. There's yeah. loads of cameras you don't even know about. What, okay. um, what browser? Let's are you, be careful now. What browser are you using? <laughs> Filnet. Are you, you use Filnet? Filnet. <laughs> yeah, it's a Chrome extension. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, I'll wow! Do. If you, it's got... not nice. More, more, I'm more annoyed about the way he describes having a WhatsApp group with every player. Two people is not a group. Yeah, it's a, just no, a, it's a conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. WhatsApp yeah. couples. Yeah, um, by Phil Neville. Um, all right, what else have we got? Oh yes, uh, <laughs> a Fulham fan called Samuel messaged Fulham Football Club on Facebook to complain about a supporter mm. who threw a pie this that is... went all over his nice new white shirt. Oh, do you want to read? I can yeah, read it. Really it then. wasn't a message. I think he posted it on the official Fulham Football Club page wall. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, right. yeah so everyone could see it. Yeah. Um, it's by, and it goes like this. And if, excuse the language. I am. This is verbatim. <laughs> I like, but by the way, on this, uh, I'll come on to this in a minute. Right to the fucking imbecile <laughs> who threw a pie, which went onto my new white home shirt and splattered over about seven people. You are a dickhead. But dickhead is starred out. Too mm. many, too many letters and dickhead as well. Okay, well something starred out, but fucking isn't. <laughs> um, excuse my French sorry about the language but some people need to really look at their behaviour during games mm. I am the first to get emotional but no need to throw a fucking pie no brand new shirt ruined and two points lost not because of the pie <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> don't blame the pie two for points that. lost yeah. all this jumping up and down on seats is not needed this is not the Fulhamish way to behave Fulhamish. Fulhamish. you want to do that kind of shit go and support the shite down the road <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Who's that then? QPR, Brentford, Chelsea, Chelsea maybe. Chelsea he like, probably, yeah. He's basically implying that someone throwing a pie meant that Fulham lost two points. But did yeah. he, he yeah. wasn't a player though. No, he wasn't. No, did, right. but it, was it, did he say home shirt? So it was a football shirt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But they, wash they wash easily. Yeah, <laughs> pie's not going to ruin that. The no. thing that gets seven I mean, other people, we want to hear from them. We we've spoken, it. well, we've spoken about this before during the World Cup. People chucking pints around. This is a new thing. Yeah, it's mm. really kind of like selfish. Hey, look at what I'm doing. I can't keep my emotion. Kind of, it's stupid. But I don't. I don't know if some. Now, look, the, the man's obviously uh, emotional, passionate, and emotional, he's grieving. But did did someone actually <laughs> chuck a pie? Because if it had, had the pie in the hand, and then all the arms went up, and he, you know, it could have been accidental. You can keep hold of a pie to you, the fucking to, imbecile who <laughs> threw a pie. <laughs> That's the opening sentence. I'm pretty sure it's unequivocal. I love the thought process of him being so angry. He's got to track the man down, and we're better, but the internet. Yes, that bloke's definitely going to be on there. I like like the way he thinks Fulham are going to do something about this by not giving any information about the pie throw whatsoever. What are you going to do? Just a seat. Just give us a seat number. Ask every bloke who threw a pie last year. Yeah, you have to smell a disclaimer every time you buy a pie. Smell a hand. You're not going to throw this. And I don't know why Craven Cottage. Are they still doing the Craven Cottage pie? If they're not, it's a disgrace. They should be doing that, shouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, I, never buy, I never buy food there. Why not? Because I'm always stocked up before I go. You can't get in through those little turnstiles. I, well, I, I am the miracle. Last that time I went, I went VIP, so... Did you? Yeah. In the, uh, in lovely the, lamb tagine, it was. In the film um, Final Score with Dave Batista, oh, yeah. which I can oh, finally talk about because oh, we're outside of the uh, realms of Embargo. Mm, yeah. Tony Cotter gets shot in it, by oh, the way. Oh, don't stop! That's not a spoiler. Stop it. Stop it. Tony Cotter gets shot. Stop it! I'm just repeating the same thing. 
Yeah, I know. Get shot. Right, okay. Mark, I, I didn't think I'd live to see the day. Mark, it's a film. Um, Mark, is it? You call me Mark. Yeah. You're doing a Pete. <laughs> it's, it's a film about West Ham. It's blatantly going to involve both Tony Cotty and guns. No, it is. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. But every, but um, at one, like every, I don't know how it got cleared out because don't obviously give it was. Away. <laughs> um, every single West Ham fan mm-hmm. is racist. For one, which is mental. Yeah. They say racist stuff all the time. I don't know how that got squared away with the club. Yeah. Uh, it's filmed at the Boleyn Ground. It's filmed at Upton Park. Uh, and uh, at one point... Uh, the, they, guys, actually guys, list, they listed as West Ham, in it. Yeah, so it's West Ham versus Dynamo. They right, just say, oh, right. they're playing... Dy-. So they're playing... In the last match at West Ham's home ground, they're playing in a European... Presumably Champions League, possibly Europa League fixture... Euro- Europa League. ...against a team <laughs> called Dynamo. And... It's I think not, it's like a the, semi-final. Not the magician dynamo. It's so weird. It's so weird. I think it's supposed to be Dynamo Moscow, but uh, Could it? it's all very confusing. But the, the, one of the characters managed to sneak a full half bottle of vodka in, and he's like, that's the biggest. That's the biggest problem with it. It's yeah. so weird. That is it. Could Such it have been Dynamo film. Breast, <laughs> Peter? Good link. Could have been. Could it have been? Could have been mate. Diego Maradona is, of course, the what is the honorary chairman or something like that of Dynamo Breast. Um, he was recently seen showing off his nipples to Dynamo Breast fans quite appropriately nip, while nip. sitting on a car roof. So uh, it was an it was an interesting image, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a photo yeah. that did the WhatsApp rounds, and we all bloody enjoyed it, mm. <laughs> sort of. But I, 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 is he, I, up to, is he up? To, I mean, bearing in mind what happened at the World Cup, is he still up to his? I find tricks? it all tinged with sadness now. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, I just feel like he's not yeah. long for this world, and it makes me sad. Yeah, that is. Quite yeah, cool. it's like Gaza tweeting recently. So yeah. Yeah. Gaza. Anyway, in was, summary was, of that section, Phil Neville, chill out. Yeah, yeah. Be, was, be good to well, and that was, Fulham fan. Yeah, and also to the fucking imbecile with a bomb. Yeah, yeah, at West Ham. There was a lovely to the fucking imbecile that shot Tony Cotty. <laughs> there was a lovely moment where uh, Neymar uh, scored a goal for his respect to the football team and he ran over to a big sign that said Neymar is a crybaby and did a little crybaby I saw that yeah that was nice I wish someone did a, a, did, a, that. Did a parody of that Fulham post by saying to the fucking imbecile who shot Tony Cotty <laughs> I got, got blood loaf my new home shirt <laughs> And all over about seven people. Oh, Some people really need me. to look at their behaviour during games. Oh, Craven Cotty. That's yeah. what it would say. <laughs> yeah. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that is the end of the Football Ramble this week. It's been an absolute pleasure mm. having you with us. Remember, the preview show is out on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Beatty Donald. You sound like a doctor then. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're just going to um, pull your appendix out. Yeah. and uh... That's how they say it. Pull. Yeah. Pull. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. Give me your appendix. Tony shot him, I like. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.